cliffcentral.com Yes, it's another Thursday. Welcome once again to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. This is Bo Kwizi. Welcome to everyone that is streaming live on our website, which is www.cliffcentral.com. And a shout out to you at home if you've managed to go to your app store and you've downloaded that Cliff Central app and you're listening through your phones. And again, it's exciting to be with you again this Thursday. I'm feeling very motivated. And as you know, we call it the shortest hour of the week. Every single week we bring you a powerful show that is to inspire you back home, um, you know, throughout the week. Maybe you've had a, a tough week. Maybe last week, you know, you had went through some bad things and, you know, you went into this week, you know, you're struggling and you're trying to get yourself on the feet. Or you're encountering something that is really troubling you, whether you're at home, it's your business, um, it's your family, whatever it is. But we're here to give you the full-on inspiration on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. And we're very excited because today we have a very, very awesome guests. We have a best of both worlds, which is the business world, the world of hustling. And again, we also have the world of music. And we have very two two. Um, guests that are doing very well in their careers They're going to be sharing their stories on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show I'm going to be with them And again, my fellow friend uh, Weza Matoman is going to be joining me later on the, um, on the show As he's been caught up on other commitments But yeah, we look forward to having him on the show uh, but until then, I'm going to be holding it down for you guys um, on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. My week has been really awesome. I hope yours has been too. And again, I feel very privileged to be joining you on the show uh, once again. It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. You can also interact with us um, on our social media platforms, which is at Cliff Central on the social media and uh, myself at Smokuzi. You can also tag at Wizard That Guy. You can hashtag uh, hashtag Unplugged Radio Show Hashtag Unplugged Radio Show Welcome, welcome to another edition It's the shortest hour of the week Look man, I'm feeling very excited um, You know, um, it's very good when you see um, Certain things that you, you, you've you been working very hard Very, very hard, you know, to put together And you see progress And again, um, there's this thing that I was listening to um, Over the week um, It says that do not confuse movement with progression I think there's two, it's two different things, movement and progression. I don't know if you, maybe you put them together, they go along together. But yeah, they say don't, don't confuse movement and progression. But in anything that you do, make sure that you are, you know, every single day you're putting, you're putting in an effort for progression in whatever that you, you would like to achieve. But yeah, we're going to have our guests in the next uh, couple of minutes. They're going to be joining us on the show. We're going to be having a very constructive, um, conversation, um, on, on the show. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I have two people um, by the name of Focalistic, who's uh, Pretoria representing a young man that is really shaking the music industry. He's really, really, really turning heads towards himself and is doing amazing, amazing work. He's really authentic. He's really amazing. And trust me, you don't want to leave your phone. You don't want to log out of your website. You don't want to leave Cliff Central um, because we have very amazing stories. 
um, for you today. Um, and then I've got Blaine, who's a young entrepreneur, who's going to be sharing his story again within his business ventures. Um, these are young people that are really breaking grounds. And trust me, if you're a young person that is hustling and that is trying to put their life together, this is the show for you to listen. And we also um, invite the the the... Let's say the, the more senior people that kind of inspire us and, and would love to mentor. Maybe you listen to the show and you would love to contribute to the lives of the two individuals that I have in the studio. Feel free to interact with us via WhatsApp. We do accept WhatsApp messages. Uh, it's 079-748-2090. It's 079-748-82. Um, um, sorry, it's 079-7482090. That is the WhatsApp message that you can send with us to interact with us. If there's any questions that you have or any clarity or anything that you would like to contribute, um, onto the show, feel more than welcome to do so. But yeah, I hope you've had an, an, an a fantastic week. Um, with you, I have the two gentlemen in the studio and they're going to be introducing themselves very, very soon. Um, and trust me, we have something that is really, really amazing. Um, I've got, I'm going to start off on my left, which is his right, um, with the young gentleman in the studio, um, all the way from Pretoria. Can you hear anything? Hey, right. Let's just fix the technicalities right here in studio. Nothing. Yeah, can, <laughs> can you hear? <laughs> yeah, but I can hear you on my mic. Yeah, no, that's cool. Eh? Is it? Yeah, I can hear you here. All right, so cool. Fine. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Sorry about that. But yeah, um, his name goes by, he goes by the name of Focalistic. Um, how are you, my brother? I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm very awesome. It's, it's a privilege to have you on our show on the Unplugged and In Charge show. Thank you so much for accepting our invite. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yay. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, ne? Yeah. Yeah, man. We had to make it happen because, again, I mean, uh, you're doing some really amazing work. And I thought, look, man, um, you are quite a perfect, um, you know, person to bring in and to share your story because I think I know you from... Quite way back <laughs> Way back I met you at that studio If you remember properly Yes In yeah. Hatfield Yeah Yeah man You know I mean, it, It's exciting when you see um, You know Fellow colleagues Within the music industry Grow You know As we grow together yeah. And again I mean um, I'm not going to actually um, Take your light Your shine I'm going to allow you Just to actually Take us through your journey And yeah. tell us Who is Focalistic Focalistic is a 22 year Actually I just turned 22 On Monday so yeah, I'm a 22 year old artist from Pretoria, you know, fully representing Pretoria and the internet kids, you know, and I've just been doing this music thing for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Well, professionally, actually, you know, learning, studying the game. So yeah, it's been a crazy journey. You know, it's all about hard work and persistence. So yeah, that's where we at now. Okay. So now if you say that you're born and bred in Pretoria, where exactly in Pretoria are you born? Karanga, Karangu was zone two, but if food. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you coming from the hood? Yeah, I'm from the hood, but I, I moved to Midrand later, but you know, that's like the hood is like where I was actually raised. That's how I think. Sure. So yeah, the suburbs, you know, they dope and, but. You okay. Know, yeah. I relate more with the hood. Okay. All right, cool. So basically what we're interested to hear from you is, is your struggles, you know? Yeah. Um, your setbacks. Um, you know, when you thought that, you know what, this music thing, I need to give it up. Yeah. Um, the, the type of motivation that you've got. Cause I know, I mean, especially as a, as a young person in South Africa, when you're trying to break into the music industry coming from Ekasi, sure. it's not, it's not something that is very easy, but, um, we want to know what is it that you did different that moved you from in the hood 
and found yourself either in the city or amongst the right people that have managed to contribute in a positive way to your career. Just take us through that journey. I think I'll yeah, I'll take you from the beginning. Yeah. So the first thing that was like a major setback for me was not having studio or like you know, a place where you can go and fully express yourself, like a mic or whatever. So I did things differently. Like I remember it was my birthday when I was turning 19 and people wanted to give me gifts. And I said, instead of gifts, can you guys contribute towards my studio? So, you know, on your birthday, you usually get like gifts that you never use and whatever. So I just asked for like money to contribute to the studio. Sure. And I've been using that same studio till today. So I think that's like one of the things that I had to overcome. But another thing that people, that makes people give up is like, uh, when people don't accept your music for the way it is. Cause obviously like, especially me, I'm coming with a whole different sound, you know, coming from the hood and taking that hood experience and mixing it with the suburbs. So people are not really accepting, you know, the merging of the sounds. Sure. But. At the end of the day, like, I live by the saying, like, people don't know what they want. You have to show them. Yeah. So I have that persistence. Like, I always, like, even my songs, I don't know if you've heard them, but my songs, they're really different. I don't actually care what people think. I just want you to relate. So I think that's that's one of the things that I have an upper hand with. Like, I don't really care. I just do me. All right, cool. Catch it. So now I want to know, in terms of, of yourself, I mean, I know that a lot of the times people end up in careers that they never thought they would actually be in. Yeah. Um, or they end up doing things that, you know, it's like, you know, I never thought that I would be in. When you grew up, when you were still in the hood, yeah. what is it that growing up, that one thing that you really wanted to do? Has it always been music or is it something totally different? You know what the funny thing is? I always knew I wanted to do music. Like, I was that kid that would always have the new... You know, hip hop songs. Cause in the hood, we listen to like Bacardi, DJ Mojava. Yeah. So I'd always have the new hip hop songs. I remember actually recording on the radio with my phone, like a TI song or Lil Wayne. I'd be that kid. So I always knew I wanted to, you know, be that guy. And I used to, you know, on the steering wheel, I used to make the bass, like, and then everyone would chill around and I'd freestyle. Yeah. Like I always knew I wanted to do music. It's just, you get the, the, the backlash from the parents. Mm-hmm. So then I started, I did my degree, like I just graduated. Mm-hmm. Did three years of political science, but even then I was still doing music. I always knew I just wanted to be a musician. Wait, 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 wait. Don't fast forward. I want to know. I'm <laughs> interested for you because I know that, I mean, if you say that you did this thing from a very young age. Yeah. In high school, were you also that kind of a guy that everybody knew that's focalistic? Yeah. He's, he's got the bars and, you know, if you give him a beat, he's one of those guys that will just, you know, Yeah, kill it. you know, freestyle on tables. That was me. Like I would freestyle on tables. Yeah. Gucci. Gucci. I actually left soccer because I was playing soccer also. Mm-hmm. I left soccer for, for music And when people would go to p- soccer practice I would just go home and record on my laptop With the laptop mic Sure So it's always been a thing It's just, you know, about timing I think now it's like I'm ready for the whole game I'm ready to learn I'm ready, you know, to take my music to the world So That's really awesome Now, yeah. in terms of you growing up And, you know, the environment I mean, especially coming from Ekasi And I'm saying this Ekasi because I know, I mean, just to make you guys aware that the show has young people that listen to the show that really look for inspiration. Yeah. And, and people out there that maybe they want to be musicians, they want to be entrepreneurs, they want to, you know, your stories are the ones that will help them to shape their thinking. Definitely. In terms of you, Focalistic, who did you look up to and what is, what are some of the artists or people that actually motivated you? Cause we know that when we become successful or we see progress in what we do, yeah. there's always that one person or something that contributes to our hustle. And yeah. what is it for you? 
for me, there was this one comedian. I actually can't remember his name. He was from my street. So I think in, in the space of two months, I saw him go from, you know, catching a taxi to getting his own car to my parents listening to him on radio. So I was like, that's actually possible. So I think that was my biggest inspiration. Like I wanted to be cool like him. I just can't remember his name now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I looked up to him. Mm-hmm. I think it was Benny something. He was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to be a superstar like him. <laughs> All right. So, so you, you managed to, to gain a following from a very young age. I mean, yeah, but you know, we still have to take it to the top. This cool. is just the beginning right now. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So this is very interesting, vocalistic, because, you know, um, just to, you know, when, when I think about, um, the music scene, I mean, you see yourself, I mean, people like Abu Nestisi, yeah. you know, the young, the young people that are really, really giving the, the older guys a run for their money. What is yeah. it that you've got to say in terms of the music industry, especially being in the hip hop genre? Yeah. And, and you being a person right now that I would like to say that you're really drawing attention in terms of your different sound. I mean, the other day we saw Major League coloring at you on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. That means a lot. But what would you have to say in terms of the music climate and, and the, the, the transition that is happening with you guys that are really young and coming into the scene? I think like all respect to everyone who's done it before. Cause that's, that's, that's just how I am. Like I respect everyone else. But I think when you listen to my music, it should be with the same respect that I give them. You should appreciate the fact that it's a new sound So like the South African climate In terms of hip hop especially Everyone's looking for a new sound And that's actually one of my biggest fears That someone might just steal my sound before I blow (laughs) So the whole Major League Hollerings, Java, like all of that I really appreciate it Because it shows people that you can't steal it It's, you know what I mean It's kind of like a copyright Because you can't copyright a sound Mm -hmm. So them, you know, putting it on their platform Being willing to share it it makes sure that no one else steals it and people appreciate that what's going on in Pretoria and, you know, my sound just in general. So I'm really glad that it's like opening up and allowing different sounds to take, you know, the spotlight. Yeah. So yeah. Now we, really we do done. know that obviously, I mean, especially as peers uh, within the rap game, you, you get yeah. haters and you get people <laughs> that, you know, they want to pull you down. They want to say wrong things or, yeah. you know, damage your image or your brand, whatever the case is. Are you coming across any, any, any of those things? Actually, funny enough, only two months ago, I started getting hate tweets and I started thinking about it. And I thought like hate is usually like people who aren't doing anything. So me replying is, is, is like me kicking a dog when it's down. So I've, I've really started like, Replying to hate with love Like yo bro I hope you know Whatever you doing Is sharp And So I'm not really Focused on the haters Like that you know Yeah It's really just part Of the, the territory Like when you get 10,000 followers Obviously 2,000 people Might not like you So don't take it personal Alright <laughs> Alright cool So now in terms of Your your music Your music and all that We're gonna actually Get back to you A little bit later But I just wanna introduce Our, our second guest Onto the show um, the, His name goes by the name of Blaine And he's a young person Again that has I mean he's a He's a young business leader Who has who was born in Peter Maritzburg In the middle class family um, He You know He progressed to Standard 8 in high school And completed his matric At FET college And due to financial circumstances he took a job at a factory in Peter Maritzburg, where he was employed for one year and found his love for foreign exchange. 
I'm not going to read a lot in terms of your introduction and I just wanted to sort of give the listeners back home a bit of a glimpse of, of who do I have in studio. Uh, welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, uh, Blaine. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. All right, cool. Awesome. So, Blaine, um, you're a young entrepreneur, um, a young person that started from scratch, you know, from the bottom. Uh, we really want to know who Blaine is and where do you come from? Uh, like, as you say, from Peter Maritzburg. 33 years old entrepreneur Yeah I'm just I'm here to make a difference That's it mm-hmm. Alright cool Now in terms of um, You Because we do know that You live around Gauteng now Right Yeah uh, In terms of um, You living at, I mean you come from Durban Peter right? Maddisburg Durban okay, uh, Let's put my city on the map as well Oh okay cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Alright cool You know you know, It's funny that you say that Because it's You know uh, when people think of KZN, yeah. they always say Durban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. whether you're coming from the south coast, you're coming from the north coast, whether you're coming from Belito, people just say Durban. Durban, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, for some reason, you know, they, they outshine in terms of the other, the other, the other cities. Smaller cities, yeah. Yeah. So just take us through the journey in terms of you growing up and, I mean, in, in, in your, in your young years. Um, yeah. who was Blaine and what were you like? What were some of the things that you, you know, either triggered for who you are today, and as I said, with vocalistic, maybe you wanted to do something totally different. But just, just take us through that journey. Okay, uh, f- for as long as I can remember, I was just ambitious. That was it. You know, no matter, no matter the situation we're in, the circumstances, it was just about ambition. It was about wanting more. It was about never ever settling, not not being comfortable with what I have. And that's the same thing that I've brought into my life now at a later stage. Like, no matter how much you have, like, we still want more. We want more. It doesn't end. So that's something that, that, that I grew up with. It's something that was instilled in me in a young age. My mother's an entrepreneur. She was the first model of a business person that I saw. So we saw the downfalls. We saw when it was great, it was great. Mm-hmm. We saw when it was bad, it was bad. Mm-hmm. But it, it's about how you, how you acclimatize to every situation more than anything. Awesome. Um, in terms of your upbringing, what, what type of an environment did you grow up in? In terms of either you grow up in the hood or you grow up in the suburbs? No, no, no. Middle class, middle class. Look, we all started in the hood and then our, our parents started making a little bit more money. So they moved us to a place with a pool, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's the environment I grew up in. I, I didn't grow up in a, in a poor environment by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So I, like I come from middle class and, but as with middle class, it's not always great. Yeah. So you go through times where, where it's uncomfortable, you know, but, but you make it work. Sure. Because you understand that tomorrow is another day. 100%. All right, cool. I just want to make a little bit of a teaser here. Go for it. Because the, the funny thing is that I was actually, um, you know, I was watching a certain TV show on, on, on television and, um, you, you colored, right? Yeah, very colored. Just to make sure. <laughs> and thanks for saying very colored. And you know that, um, and you know that in, in terms of the colored, the colored community, um, yeah. you know, when it comes to, when it comes to South Africa and all of that, um, you know, growing up and you know, the, our past in terms of black, white, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian, colored and whatnot and, and everything. Do you feel that growing up and within your hustle, has those kind of things affected you in any way? No, no, not really. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe if I, no, I, no, absolutely not. Look, I mean, you you make the most of your situation. Um, would I be a better person if I was a different race? I don't know. I, I am who I am, so I'm comfortable with with what I am and who I am. So when it comes to being coloured, 
it's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I'd, I feel like my mindset will still be the same regardless of my race. Yeah. So for me, it's important to let people know. Yes, he is colored. Like he is colored. Like I want because we don't have many of those role models in yeah. our life. We have to be honest about that. So I want those colored children to say like, this guy looks like me. So if he can do it, then chances are I'm next up. That's really awesome. And you know, I mean, this particular show that I'm mentioning is because. Um, there was this colored guy that was on the show and he was being asked questions, which uh-huh. in realistic questions uh-huh. in terms of the colored people in South Africa, whether they exclude, excluded or inclusive. Um, you know, are they, are they, are they being treated, um, fairly like other people? And I'm, I'm raising this because, I mean, I believe that in this show, we, I, I want us to talk about realistic issues that, you know, we don't turn our heads away when we know that these kind of things are there and it, they contribute in terms of how, the young people see, um, you know, South Africa, especially wanting to navigate themselves uh, within the success ladder, yeah. whether it's business, whether it's music, whether it's the arts, whatever you, you you name it. And I just wanted to hear from your side if 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 there's anything critical that you can say in terms of the colored community in South Africa and the opportunities that are presented to them when it comes to whatever, from schools to business to whatever? You know, for me, I think what's important is that the colored people know that we're not excluded by any stretch of the imagination. You know, it's like any other race. You know, in South Africa 2018, everybody has an opportunity. Uh, I would like to say, yeah, colored people are disadvantaged and this and that, left and right, but it doesn't really work like that. You make the most of what's in front of you. You know, you, you need to take race, religion, Class, all of that out of it. If you want something, you're gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want my people to understand that, like, don't let that be a crutch for you. Sure. Don't, 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 don't let that be your crutch. Your crutch needs to be whatever situation you find yourself in, how better you're gonna make that situation. That's what's important. And I think that applies to people of all color. <coughs> mm-hmm. All right. That's really awesome. Now, in terms of just, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I was going to actually just uh, take a bit of a pause, but we can just actually continue um, on the show because my, my, my partner in crime has just joined us in the studio. So yeah, we will, we will have a chance just to let him say something, I think, or two. But basically for yourself, Blaine, in terms of, um, you know, obviously you grew up in, in Peter Maritzburg and, you know, you shifted and you came to, to Gauteng. Did you move before your thing started running or did you have to come to Gauteng and had to, had to start things from scratch? Uh, no, like we, we, when, when we moved here, yeah, there, there were certain things that were in play already. So it wasn't, that difficult to make the move however with that being said um johannesburg is a different beast altogether that's something you need to realize so in moving here it made things easier you know that the transition was easier opportunities were more obviously this Mm -hmm. is this is new york of africa all right cool so now um um in terms of you and 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 you moving into gauteng um, what were some of the first steps that you took that took you closer to, to, to your journey in the business world? Um, opportunities, like looking for an opportunity. You know, um, you, when, when you get here, you have a certain network. I think it's dangerous to just pack up and, and move over and you know nobody. So the network was kind of there. Um, there was work that had to go into actually putting yourself, your feet on the ground. But there was a certain network around me that made things easier for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. In terms of you and, and the network that you, you, you managed to get around you, who were some of the people that really inspired you to pursue your, 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 your business venture? Um, look, okay. My business partner for many, many years is a gentleman by the name of Hungry. So he's been around for many years. 
Um, obviously, my mother was around. I had uncles and that there who were in a position to create opportunities. So, yeah, those those are the people that, for the most part, looked after me. But also in looking after me, I had to make sure that I made it work more than anything. Now, in terms of your your world, just just take us take us through your journey in terms of what type of business are you involved in? Uh, multiple businesses. Like uh, I'm involved in everything from cleaning companies, men's boutique, properties, foreign exchange forex. Let's call it what it is. It's not something we like to talk about, but I'm involved in that. That's something that I've been involved with for the better part of nine years. But we've only recently just started pushing the envelope as to how far can we take this so that's that that's my baby now more than anything the forex the forex company is the one that i spend most of my time for the better part of two years that's where my heart and my mind has been the other companies are successful enough to run themselves so that's the one where my focus is now all right, I think we're talking to someone that is is running quite, 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 quite well in terms of his business ventures. But yeah, I just want to introduce um my my partner in crime into the show, uh, Mr. Wezema Tumani. Welcome to the show, brother. Yo yo, uh, always good to be here. Uh, yeah, man, had to come from my other hustles to be here. So uh, yeah, uh, it sounded good though. You know, it's it's really cool to sometimes be the listener driving here, listening into the show, listening to yeah, and then having to imagine because ima- the thing is, guys. That uh, when you're the listener Especially, you know, on radio You can't tell how people look like So you, you know, you imagine your own things And, and you, you really try to create the person as you're listening And, uh, and it's, I, I think I'm a privileged listener Because after that I could just walk into the studio <laughs> And catch you in the crime Yeah, but it's been, it's been really cool And uh, just listening to some of the things you're saying For instance, brother, what you're saying there about uh, Gauteng or even Johannesburg feeling like the New York of Africa. That's something I can relate with as well, you know, coming from uh, a smaller town and uh, having those aspirations of that big city life and thinking one day is one day. Yeah. And then when you get here, you really feel that energy, you know, you feel the opportunity. You feel like anybody you meet could be the next person that could get you to the next place and that's actually why you'd often find that people who are outsiders from that particular city or town actually do better than the people who grew up there because we don't take things for granted anybody could be the next person you actually um, take everyone seriously because you know a little bit uh, uh, um, could actually mean a lot over time and that's actually something quite exciting as well well I think we've actually done a lot in terms of the first hour in terms of just getting to know who who's around the table today and I think we can use the next part part of it just having a, a round table discussion around a couple of topics. Now I was thinking while uh, in fact this entire day I was having conversations around this light of um the fact that there are you know there there are people who who wish to get into certain things. Let's say, for instance, you um, um, are at the moment you're in in so many different business ventures and, and there's so much you do, you know, you're in music and so on, but you studied something that was totally not related to that, right? And these type of people who are outsiders hoping to get into the things that they really want to do feel like fans at a soccer stadium, right? And you're saying... You know, and, and what happens when you meet an actual soccer player? You're like, hey, you know, I like soccer too. But what does that soccer player do about it? It's like, oh, thanks, dude. Um, bye. Um, 
you know, and you, cause, cause you probably belong in the, in the stands really because you're not really doing anything that's trying to put yourself into the field. And you can even Google the most unlikely p- people to score. Let's say, for instance, like, like, uh, goalkeepers. And if you Google goals by goalkeepers, you'll find that goalkeepers score more goals than the fans do, you know? It's so important that we get ourselves on the field, even if you just get onto the bench. But to get onto the bench, you need to get training, get the right, get around the right people. And the bench gives you the opportunities to find yourself on the field at some point, and hopefully you'll get to play eventually. But I often find that a lot of us are too scared to even get onto the bench. People are in the stand saying, did you see that there's only five seats on the bench and every match they only pick three substitutes? You'll never get into Barcelona. Think about, think about PSG. Uh, how old is Mbappe at the moment? 19. 19, right? How old is, uh, Ratchford who plays for Real, uh, for, um, he's also around that age, 18, 19. Now, if an 18 or 16 year old Mbappe or, uh, Ratchford had to have a conversation with you before they tried to go into Manchester United or or into PSG and they said to you I want to play for for the first team uh next year <laughs> what would your reaction be you're like dude it's impossible <laughs> it's like what you'd never get there i mean do you know who's in the team at the moment do you know who how the bench looks like dog you're too young this and that you'd create so many excuses why the person can't actually get in there and uh and it's it's evident that we can actually do the things that we want to do okay it's pretty cool but i want to hear what you guys have to say about that and you can relate this this type of scenario david uh, versus goliath um in your own personal endeavors and and what you've gone through and say hey actually that's kind of like what i relate to because this is what happened with me and this is where i am now yeah um look for me it's, it's very simple whatever i'm doing i want to feel like i'm the best that's the bottom line so if a young person comes to me tomorrow and say that they want to do what i'm doing i'm going to tell them like you're going to have to work hard to get what i have you're going to work hard to be who i am i want you to be better than who i am that's the reality of the situation at all times but you need to work towards it when it comes to forex forex is not something that it's a simple instrument you know we, we sit around and we look at it like you press a few buttons and money falls in your accounts it doesn't work like that you're going to lose money before you even start making money mm-hmm. that's the bottom line and the reality of the situation so if i say to you are you willing to go through that if you're willing to go through that then you have a better opportunity of being me one day. Mm. But if you're just going to come back and you're going to come around and you're going to look at what I have, you're going to look at the cars, you're going to look at all of these things, and that's going to entice you and entertain you, then you have the wrong perception immediately. Yeah. Because you don't know what it took for me to get those things. Mm. In order for you to have what I have, you need to work as hard as I worked. I think the problem with our generation is we live in a generation of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So people just look at the outcome instead of the journey. So we all Always chasing the outcome As you just said Like people looking at the cars The businesses that are up and running Like people just look at your fan base For example in music And like they just want to get a piece of it Without actually going through the things You went through to get to that level Mm. Like people look at a Casper or an AKA And they just want 1 million followers Yeah, They just want the Bentley But they don't want to go through those nights Where you're just eating 
magwinya mafali like no one wants to go through that so i think that's that's actually a big problem man like with me i took the journey more than the outcome so i'll tell people like even when i'm performing like it's never been about the money bro it's always been about getting the music out there it's always mm. been about my journey mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's actually quite powerful. You wanted to add something to that. I, I can relate to that. I can relate to the fact that in order for you to be where you want to be, you have to, you have to give up certain things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really not just about walking in and everything is laid out for sure. you. Because if everything was laid out for you, everybody would get it. Mm. You understand what I'm mm. trying to say? Unless you're willing to work for it, you're not going to get it. You need to put that whole mindset of this belongs to me. I deserve that. You don't deserve nothing unless you worked for it. Mm. And that's the reality of our lives. And people need to start believing that because once you put yourself in a situation whereby you're willing to work for it, it's going to make it worth it. I Mm. promise you. I always say that uh, life comes and it says, hey, you could have whatever you want, but I have one question for you. Do you have what it takes? That's the only question life asks and it, and it wants what it takes. If you give it what it takes, then you get what you want. But when it says, do you have what it takes? It says, do you have what it takes? You ask, what does it take? Well, for what you want, it's going to take, uh, being broke for a couple of years. It's going to take, uh, you not having a place to stay for a little bit. It's going to take, uh, some uh, sleepless nights, no friends. It's going to take, uh, your girlfriend dumping you because you don't have the money that, uh, is competing at the level in which you would like because you're not contributing in the relationship. It's going <laughs> to take, it's going to take humiliation. In fact, he wants, all of your pride It's going to take all of it Give me all of your pride All of it If you're going to keep some Then I'm going to delay Also in yeah. the thing that you want But I want all your pride I want all your time And all your energy For the next couple of months Or maybe in fact for the year Do you have what it takes? Yeah. And if you're like Ah Ish Ish Chief Then it's also The life is also going to say Well Ish Chief Maybe me. even me I don't deserve yeah. You know what I mean? And that sometimes is the great question. As you guys are saying right now is that it takes certain things. And you're right when you're saying that people focus a lot on the outcome. For instance, when most of my friends started studying engineering, some went into chemical engineering, industrial engineering, you know, all these different uh, fields, everyone was sold the dream of the Mercedes Benz and the yeah. nice car and the nice life. But the people they were looking at, I remember when I did an LO assignment in high school and I had to say why I want to be a chemical engineer and how much they earn and all those type of things. And the case that I put together, I went on Google and I searched jobs, chemical engineering, and I didn't look at how much experience was being asked for here, but I was just looking at how much money they were earning. And I said, hey, look, they make about a million bucks a year. And I said, this is what I want to do. I'm going to make a lot of money. And not looking at how long does it take before you start making that money. Oh, and by the way, that money is cost to company. That's not the money you take home. And (laughs) all those, uh, you know, T's and C's that we don't necessarily look at. We are so quick, especially as young people, to see... Uh, a Range Rover, maybe like an autobiography, you know, the, oh, the big Range Rover, or maybe a, a Maserati or a nice Porsche that drives past and we say, yo, we want that car. But we never look at the person inside the car to say, how old is that guy? Sometimes you find that these, these old gray guys driving those cars, but yeah. we never looked at that also and said, hey, all right, cool. I need to be 
ambitious, but I also need to be reasonable in terms of my time frame that I give myself to achieve those goals. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also a thing of like people being selective. It's not like we don't see the old guy. We just choose to picture him as, as a youngin. As, mm. as us, like actually, what is he doing? Oh, he's a lawyer. Damn. People, so immediately when mm. I'm done, I'm going to get that car. Yeah. Just selective in what we see. Mm. Yeah. Look, I think for me, speaking as an entrepreneur, the one thing that you mentioned that's so important is pride. You know, pride is, 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 it's a huge thing in this industry. I think the one thing that, that, that people must, must look at and a, a great example is somebody like DJ Spoo. You have this guy out here selling his, his energy drinks On at the, the taxi rank. Come on fam Like he has enough money He doesn't need to be doing that But he believes in his product So when you put your pride to the side And you say like I'm going to push this And I'm going to leave All of this energy one side Because in order for this thing To move forward I need to put myself out like that So in that situation Pride pride is It's the worst thing You can have as a business person It's so powerful That you say that Because I was in trying to encourage my younger brother to, you know, to start selling something if he wants money instead of just asking for money, for money the entire time. Like if you want, if you want another cell phone or you want this or you want that, don't come to me saying I want money. Come to me saying I have this idea of in business, I'm going to sell this stuff. And, and then sometimes you'd find that he starts too big. Then if you say he wants to go into business, he's got this and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And where are you going to get the money for that? Yeah. And then, so I would say to him, no, dumb it down. Starts even smaller than that. Just sell hoodies and, and scarves because it's winter and the kids at your campus are going to probably need it. And, st- and he felt, felt like, Ooh, but that's so embarrassing. That's, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be putting myself down. Like, and that is something interesting because Entrepreneurs, real entrepreneurs know how to separate that pride from the hustle. Yeah. You know, the hustle does, pride gets in the way, you know, when, when you're trying to do the things that you have to do to get the money. And, uh, I actually found myself when I was growing up, I had to also go, get over that. So my yeah. mom was always trying to, Instill the right lessons or the right characters in us at a young age. I mean, I was still under age. I was probably like nine years old and I was selling cigarettes already. <laughs> and, uh, I was selling cigarettes. That's an illegal asshole. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Look, man. To all the nine year olds, that's a disclaimer. Go, man. You man, gotta do this thing, man. Let me tell you something. Yeah. There's no legislation on the streets. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, this was in township hustle, yeah, man. And yeah. in the, the, the townships actually around the soccer field, it's only kids selling the stuff. <laughs> that is so true. It was like, yeah. it was like cigarettes and oranges in winter and, um, and sweets and sweets, you know, those type of things. Yeah. And uh, there was even a time where I, I used to, uh, sell, um, um, millies, yeah. right? But that, I, at first I felt so embarrassed. Like, mom, why are you doing this to us? You know, I mean, can't I just be a normal child and just be You're at home? Be known as the millie you kid. know, I'm going to be the millie kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that, yeah, man. Being the millie kid, man, you should be recording this right now. Aren't you? <laughs> this is great content. Yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's crazy to think about a bunch of nine year olds running around with cigarettes. You know, you know? <laughs> let's just get this money. <laughs> Man, and uh, I mean, the, the Millies was was also something that that I mean, I was young. I'm still, I'm not even a teenager properly yet. But that pride is already getting in the way, you yeah. know, of the money. I'm not seeing the money. I'm seeing the embarrassment. I'm yeah. like, Mom, why are you doing this? And my mom would drop me off and drive home, and then only come back later. And 
but over time you get over it and then the money starts coming in and then you you start to build a new character out of this whole thing yeah let me tell you a real story i remember also being a similar age 9 10 years old mm. my mother brought in a whole bunch of body suits women suits mm. dropped me off downtown with my cousin she's like listen yeah guys you all need to sell this year <laughs> The product wasn't really moving the way we wanted it to. It got to a point in the afternoon where we started selling bodysuits to little boys. Oh wow! So like, let's just keep it moving. So I, I know that they've been yeah. embarrassed. Hey. I don't think everyone has actually been through that. Mm. I used to sell linen for my mom. Oh yeah, like linen, like house to house. I think immediately when I got my license, that was my job. Wow! Like yo, you better go around these houses selling this linen, mm. and it instilled something in me because when I wanted a mic, as I said earlier, on my on my birthday, I asked for money so the money wasn't enough and remember we would sell sim cards like we were selling sim cards for i don't know if you can say but we were just selling those brands cards. i yeah. remember those so you were those chacharach people coming up to us yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you can get entire, you know yeah that's what we did but you know it instills something in you that's yeah. invaluable like it's like school for example like you saying i studied something unrelated but i say it's so related because it teaches you to wake up on time the structure there's always lessons in everything you True. do just yeah. yeah, I think I've I've heard in seminars that s- s- people who are very successful in life believe that everything that has happened to them is part of what they the need. Journey. It's the great yeah. preparation for the big day. Yeah, you know. So no matter what it is, even if it feels unrelated or irrelevant, mom was dropping us off in front of uh, mines selling millies. What the hell? But it it relates in some yeah. way, and it and and you even if it was just one little piece of the puzzle that you needed to collect. Imagine you playing this big, this really cool game <laughs> that's gonna end up, you know, really really cool. Uh, um, maybe uh, I, I'm not sure. Let's say it's Super Mario, yeah. and you know, and you find yourself in so many different worlds, doing so many different things that are not necessarily what you thought you were going to be doing in life, but actually they were all part of the journey. You needed to collect all these things because eventually to build that masterpiece puzzle yeah. to create that bigger picture for your life one day you're gonna need that puzzle from that time you were selling sure. linen i think it's also the law of attraction so if i think everything that happens and i see the positive then i'm more likely to you know make use of the positive mm-hmm. you know information that i'm gaining from that mm-hmm. so it's the law of attraction i think a lot of people that are negative you eventually end up in a negative space. Mm. So everything that happens literally, you can literally, cause I think in life, it's, it's what happens, your reaction, and then the outcome. It's not what happens and then the outcome. Mm. Your reaction is the most important thing. So if you see it as positive, are you taking it to the top now? Now there's, there's something in entrepreneurship called uh, having an internal locus of control. A locus of control. Some people have an external locus of control. Some people have an internal locus of control. So those with an external locus of control believe that everything that has happened in, in life has happened to them. You know, so they are where they are because of the situations, the circumstances and the people. They didn't have the infrastructure, the opportunity, their parents, their money. All these things are reasons why they're not where they want to be in life. Right. And the people with an internal locus of control, usually entrepreneurs, are people who believe that they are the cause of, you know, the great things that can happen for them in life. Obviously, there's also prayer. And believing and so on But what I mean is that You you 
take action to make sure that you can get the outcomes that you want in life and you have a feeling that you have control over where your life can end up and you take responsibility for the good and the bad that happens to you and you f- somehow find ways to steer yourself. I, I equate it to being on this dark horse called life. Imagine life is this big scary stallion and some of us believe that we are where we are because people scared our horse and our horse ran off into that direction and we're just holding on to the horse and that's why we are where we are today because some scary guy came and he made a noise this side and the horse ran this way and then my dad lost his job then the horse ran this way and that's why I am where I am and others believe those with an internal locus of control that I am on the horse yes but I hold the reins of the horse and I can steer it in any direction now I don't know if you've guys have watched any of those war movies for the mid- from the medieval times where people used to fight on horses. Horses don't actually run away even if you run towards the horse with a sword. The horse is going to follow what the master on the horse is doing. And if you pull the horse towards the calamity, the horse is going to go because it thinks you have a plan. And you, you know, <laughs> and in that particular way, the quote comes to life that says, all of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that there. I believe that one needs to be the master of their own destiny. You need to take the good with the bad. You know, as an entrepreneur, you fail so much. That's the part that you don't see. You, you don't see the failures. Like everybody only wants to see this. They want to see the nice car. They want to see the houses. That's all they want to see. They don't understand that before you got that, you failed so many times. You know, and, and, and that, that, that brings into the equation of the horse. Like, you know, that's your life. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to fall off every time something comes at you and you're just not going to get back on? Like, you need to take direction. You need to understand that in order for you to keep things moving, you need to keep jumping back on. No matter how many times you fall off. It's like the old saying, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. Yeah. It is what it is. It has mm. to happen. If you don't get up, you, you're playing with your future. You have one life. True. That's it. Hey, man. If you don't fail, you won't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Failure is definitely part of the, you know, of the journey. I actually tweeted something similar to that recently and I said, if I make 10 big announcements, uh, this year that, ooh, I just became the face of this. Ooh, I just got that. Ooh, look at my yeah. car. Hey, look at this. You must understand if there was 10 announcements in the year, what happened the other 355 days? Probably hustle, probably failure, probably rejection, probably people saying no next year, next month, next week, uh, no, I don't have the budget or you know what I mean? Probably not you. We're going to have to pick someone else. All these things happen and these are part of the things that the people don't see. People only see the the big announcement and that big announcement lasts so long in their mind that they think you're doing so well and they don't know what it took for you. To be who you are Yeah definitely Look something that I always like to say When people ask How did you get to where you are I tell them I failed my way to success We mm. need to be very realistic About this yeah. yeah Because if there weren't Those failures I wouldn't be where I am right now If mm. it was only success Imagine when that failure Comes one day mm. I'm not going to be able To handle it Because yeah. I, I don't know What failure feels like Whereas when failure Comes along now Like I'm there for the ride I'm good Let's go mm. You know but I think also like We take the <laughs> failure but I think for me, like my motto is also like I hate losing more than I love winning. So I take the failure, but I hate it. So that's yeah. what keeps me going. 
So if you get comfortable in the failure, like yeah, it's part of the journey, but never get comfortable in it. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? I hate losing more than I love winning. Oh, like Cristiano Ronaldo. That's actually what Cristiano yeah. also believes, <laughs> yeah. which is a cool thing. And um, both of these are very important: that you love winning and that you hate failing, but you accept failure as part of the journey, and that you you don't you just know that the opposite of success. Is not failure. The opposite of success is learning. Yeah. You're always learning. And that's, that's, I think one can draw a, a good story from the fact that uh, you guys know the, the story of Icarus, the, the Greek mythology of, um, the guy who built, you know, wings and then he thought he could fly to the, to the sun and then he burnt and then he yeah. crashed. Uh, guess what? The guy who made that book or whatever made a lot of money from it, became really successful from a failure story. And then there's someone else who uh, built a rocket. People got onto it, Neil, uh, like the Armstrong story. They went on to the moon. And that that is a story of actual success. And there's money from that too. So actually, whether you fail or you win... Chances are that there's winning at the end of it. There's you a know. lesson. Yeah. yeah, there's a lesson, and if there's not a lesson only, there's also a le- lesson plus some plus, plus some, an opportunity. You know, <laughs> plus some money. Yeah. You know, and that's ultimately what we want. It is, is we want to win. We want to go forward in life, but we gotta be able to accept that. You know, sometimes it might not always work out in the way that I want to, but. Let it happen now, earlier, when yeah. there's less to lose. Because you just get smarter and smarter and smarter. And eventually, guess what? You're too smart to make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're just too smart to make any mistakes in this realm anymore. And you just win, win, win. And then it's time for you to move to another one. And, I mean, it, there, there's something that was said in a seminar also by a, a gentleman called Brian Tracy. And he said... Imagine if there was a certain a, num- a number of failures linked to that huge success. Yeah. In, so let's say, for instance, in forex, there's that huge, uh, that the, the, there's that huge um, uh, rate that you're still gonna hit that's gonna make you a billionaire, you know, or you know. But but before you get that, it is linked to a certain number of failures. Let's say we say the ratio is nine to one. So you're gonna fail nine times before you struck it big that one time, but it's gonna be huge when it does happen. What would, if I told you that that's guaranteed, what would your first goal be when you leave here today? To fail nine times. Yeah, to <laughs> fail nine times, cause you know you're gonna make a billion on the last, on the tenth time, right? Yeah. And actually the truth is that there is a number. But the number is different depending on what you're doing. But a number exists. We might not know the number, but it exists. And there will come a time where you're just too smart. And you just, you'll hit it anyway. So, actually, fail. Go ahead. Go. Try it. Fail. <laughs> because eventually you'll hit the right one and then you'll just go. Yeah. No, I, I honestly believe that. I believe that there's a time and a place for everything. You, you, can't, you can't rush a situation you know you 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 have to go through the steps we'd all like to be wealthy tomorrow not even rich we want to be wealthy that's mm. what we want we all want that tomorrow but before we get there there's steps that need to be taken yeah. and those steps might take us backwards on some days it might move us forward extremely forward on other days but there's steps to get to where we need to go mm. and and if if we understand that it's it's a process you need mm. to trust the process in in order for this to happen there's things that go on behind the scenes. 
yeah. In order for you to have a phone It needs to be made somewhere Before you even use it There's a process that it goes through mm. And you need to look at yourself like that Before you get to where you want to be You need to go through the process That's what's important You're but, mentioning something really important I'll just mention this because it's, it's something so profound You're mentioning first of all That there's steps And then there's a process, right? This is actually really important. Imagine the steps to dialing Cliff Central is, let's say, the number there, 079-748-2090. Let's say, for instance, I, I got all those numbers, so I got all the steps to success, but I'm dialing them the wrong way around. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the wrong things first. And I dial zero nine seven eight zero nine zero seven. Am I gonna get through to Cliff Central? No way. What if I only get one number wrong? I, all of the other nine are right, and there's just I just started with the wrong one. Am I gonna get through to Cliff Central? But what if, guys? What if I'm a I, I go to church? I'm a good person. I also donate money. I, I I'm good. I help people. And you know what? I'm a really good person. But I just have one number wrong. Like won't the 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 networking lords just have mercy on me and let me go in? Oh, that's no a negative. Ways. Still, it's not going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. It's important that we f- find out what the steps are and we follow the steps in yeah. the order of the steps. Okay. Sometimes the reason why we're not getting where what we want to get or we're not getting through when we're calling is because we're not following the steps in the right order. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, take it one day at a time. Why are you trying to rush it? You know, or mm. why why are you trying to be me at thirty three when you're only nineteen? Exactly. You know? I think most people didn't listen to your age at the start of the conversation. They, yeah. they quickly escaped yeah. their minds. They were just like, "What? Many businesses, <laughs> even me." <laughs> <laughs> but I think another important thing we need to like, as he's saying, there's a wide range of people listening. Sure. Some people like are listening and they're saying, "I can't afford to fail anymore." Mm. You know what I mean? Like. I failed and I'm living in a shack. I come from, you know what I mean? I've been trying this business thing. And I think just to spark a conversation, what do we have to say to those people? Like, he can't afford to fail anymore. What do we say to that person? For me personally, I would tell them that if you can't afford to fail, then you need to go and find something that's going to give you a sustainable income because nothing is guaranteed and nothing is promised in this space. Mm. That's the reality of the situation. The ones that took a risk Mm -hmm. are the ones that are comfortable today. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying. Like they can't afford to even take that risk. Sometimes they've taken too many risks already. I think. Go and get the training yeah. Because go and get the knowledge Because we will never do anything Beyond what we know yes. Until we know more Yeah, And that sometimes is it You can't afford to fail anymore Then you better start learning a little bit faster yeah. The fastest way to learn if you don't want to make mistakes Is to attend a seminar Find someone else who has taken A summary of their 10 years worth of failing mm-hmm. And they're willing to teach it to you in an hour no. And that fast forwards the process. I think we're out of time. Yeah, we do. And, and <laughs> I, I just want to add, cause I mean, I've just been seeing how the, the conversation is flowing, but I think in the midst of everything that you guys, we're talking about is that it's important to know yourself mm-hmm. because in knowing yourself, you will, you will discover your weaknesses. You will know that when you fall and you need to pick up yourself and to motivate yourself because self motivation is also a very, a very big factor. Because um, you can hear a lot of things, and you get mom- like you get motivated in that moment, 
But then after a while, when that when that moment hits where you where you demotivated because you don't know yourself, you don't know your weaknesses, you don't know what you want yourself. It'll be difficult to continue with the journey because sometimes people step into journeys because they either see or they envy what another person actually wants to do, yeah. and then they end up wanting to achieve things that are not meant for them. Because if you know yourself, you will know what is meant for you. If it needs that you need to change a little bit within the journey and maybe go a little bit this way, you will do it because you will know when to do it and how to do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I I agree with that. There, I agree that you need to find you need to find that thing inside of you that's gonna that's gonna keep you up at night when things are going wrong. You know, you need to you need to listen to that voice that tells you it's gonna be okay yeah. when everything is falling apart. You you need to find that space where you can you can still operate with a level mind when the world is falling down around you. I think my unpopular opinion is there's the chosen ones. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just being honest. Like you're chosen for a certain like I look at you and I'm like actually you're in the right space. If you were doing something else like political science, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? And I look at myself and I'm like, actually, I'm chosen. Like, I, there's not that much effort for me to do music. So I think I believe in that. Like, yes, there's hard work, always trying, but there's a bit of luck. You're chosen for whatever you do. Yeah. I that, think, I think there are people who win and there are people who just haven't discovered how to win yet. Yeah. You you could have easily not had the courage to do what you're doing right now and you would have been stuck where you were and thinking that that's all you'll ever do and thinking that you're not as big of a winner as you could have been one day and you look yeah. at someone else and you say, "Ah, he's a chosen one." But <laughs> somehow you found the courage to step into your greatness and be who you are right now. Some of us who are not necessarily winning as big as we want to. Yeah. Just ha- haven't discovered how to win yet And we haven't discovered to- How to have the courage to step into our greatness The way you have The the voice of greatness was calling But they were too scared to heed the call Yeah You know mm. uh, Yeah look I, I believe in that there Guys I'm going to give a shameless punt now If you don't mind but for the, I know a lot of people are listening And that they're like I, I have a huge forex seminar workshop Annual workshop 16th of June in Durban 21st of July in Johannesburg for those that don't believe in Forex, come and talk to me. Email forexworkshop at outlook.com. I have, I have a hundred dollars for you. Yeah. Come talk to me. I uh, can also enter the what? Hundred dollars. <laughs> you can come. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I can also promote yeah, I, I got you. All right. Go ahead. Just say your last words, uh, Focalistic. Yeah. No, you guys better check out Focalistic Fridays. You know, Focalistic on every single social media platform. Been dropping eight songs for eight weeks. Non-stop. Check out more music Focalistic Issue Alright cool Thank you so much for tuning in Any last words Weza? No man that's it It's the shortest hour of the week So much has been said already I think if you need any last words Just rewind this episode And listen again Sure This is Bo Kuzi signing out It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show Cliffcentral.com